0: A sulky over bulky, kinda hunky superhero A two-fisted and electrically transisted superhero An exotically erotic and aquatic superhero Environmental superheroes have arrived
1: hello and welcome to marvel vision a marvel studios tv show podcast brought to you by cinema Sanga. my name is devin farachi and joining me as he does every
2: week my name is derek farachi and my apple crumble is by far the most crumblest but i act like it tastes bad out of humbleness
0: that
2: took way too long go. i know I no know it didn't work that took <laughs> way too long I want everyone listening to understand. I didn't know he was going to do that. So it wasn't like we plotted that out. I didn't know why he was silent. <laughs> it took too long. It just took so long. Oh, no. The crack of the bat. No, I don't know what's happening. I'm just. Are we in the room?
1: I'm just playing. I'm just playing with the soundboard. Uh, it's so- baseball on
2: WNYX. <laughs> There you go. My, there we words. go. My beautiful words. And then we have.
1: There you go. There we go. Uh, I accidentally deleted the ballpark one that I played. So <laughs> <laughs> trying good. to stop it, I deleted it. Oh, that's good, actually. Uh, how are you doing, Derek? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm all right. I was saying to you before the show began, it's too hot in my home. It is like 95 degrees in the city of Los Angeles, and my air conditioner is broken. Too hot in the
2: hot tub. Too hot in the hot tub. Um, it's like Africa hot. Tarzan it, couldn't take this kind of hot. It is 87 right now. There's a heat advisory. Are they advising um, you that it's hot? Hey, hey, it's hot. They're advising so you, know.
1: you that you might die is actually what they're advising you. It got, to, it got to 99 degrees today. That's pretty hot. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be 96. And then on Monday, it'll be 69 degrees. You know what Paris Hilton said about today? It's so seven. hot. It's
2: yeah. so hot. Yeah.
1: Uh, the air pressure, Get though. jokes is, for all you 50-year-olds. The air pressure, though, is 29.95 HG. I don't know what that means. And I have 10 miles of visibility, and there's 11% humidity. Well, there you go. Yeah, the wind is blowing currently uh, uh, east-northeast at 6 right. miles per hour. And sunset is coming at seven eighteen, which is about twelve minutes from now. Wow, oh, that's nice. And the UV index is low today.
2: It's uh, the,
1: this 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 my my weather app includes a little map of Los Angeles that's like color coded with heat,
2: yeah. and the entire map is red and yellow. There you go. Yeah, it's not great. It's forty degrees and partly cloudy here. Air quality of thirty three, humidity of seventy five. Wow, that's pretty humid. Okay, well it's been raining all day. Oh, there you go. That explains that. Yeah. Um, so we're doing Marvel vision. We just recorded
1: Morbius last night. Yeah. That's Morby there on the vision. feed. Our new weekly Morbivision. We, that's, that's there on the feed for you. If you're a subscriber at the $5 or above level, you can get access to Morbius, the latest episode on Watchmen.
2: Yeah. We did somehow two and a half hours on that. Yeah. And still it's one of our shorter ones. It's one of our shorter ones. We did five hours on the Batman. Yeah. Um, and I sent you something yesterday that... I really feel like we should have covered on Morbius and we didn't because it would have been another hour. Yeah. So we'll talk about it here. Derek okay. sent me a link to um, an IMDB trivia. Yeah,
1: I don't know if this is true or not. I have no idea. Matt Smith's character Milo wears clothes that are the same style worn by Jim Carrey's character Stanley Ipkiss in the mask, which are decidedly different from the rest of the characters in this movie. His name, Milo, is also that of Jim Carrey's dog in the mask. He also has dance moves and strikes poses throughout Morbius that echo those of Stanley Ipkiss when he dons the green mask. Yep. So is the entire movie Morbius a
2: stealth mask homage? (laughs) I (laughs) have no idea. And let's keep in mind, mask... Is, uh, it's comic mask. Well, it's it is a comic Loki's book movie. It's Loki's mask. It's it Loki's mask. Yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe we're going to tie all these universes together. Maybe. Um, but we did a two and a half hours on Morbius. Um, I recommend listening to the show and not watching the movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's my recommendation. Yeah. Um, I recommend giving a hundred dollars to the, uh, to the Patreon every month. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Just give more money. I like it. Yeah, that's a, a pretty good recommendation. Yeah. But this is the free show. So folks this, listening to this aren't
1: even members of the Patreon necessarily. So if you're not a member of the Patreon, you're missing out on the monthly Watchmen available to $5 and above subscribers. And you're also missing out on the Bad Batch. Now, the yes. Bad Batch is a, um, our weekly uh, Star Wars TV show. And that's – if you pay $1 or more a month, you get that. Yep. So for the $5 subscribers, they get both the Bad Batch and Watchmen. And it's like a lot of content. We do like more over an hour on these weekly shows. And then Watchmen, they run between two to five hours traditionally. So you're getting like
2: with all three shows, you're getting like 20 hours of content a month. Yeah, for like five bucks. I mean, that's yeah. not so
1: bad. That's no, pretty
2: good. And unless <clears> you <throat> hate it, then it's terrible. And yeah, my, it's not yeah, it's not it's not, a, it's not good content, but it certainly is content. It's fine content. It fits
1: the word content very well. It is content. Well, you might you might be contented yes. from
2: this. I mean, I wouldn't count on it, but you might be. Yeah. Um, we got any Marvel news? We do. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness tickets have gone on sale, and Fandango says it's already the bestseller for 2022 pre-ticket sales. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know. But there you go. It's good for them. It's going to make money. So there you go. Uh, and a bit of... I I kind of feel like maybe we should save this for Moon Knight for while we discuss the episode, but there's a QR code shown in the episode that if you scan it, you get a digital copy of Werewolf by Night number thirty three, the first appearance of Moon Knight. Uh, that was is that the same QR code from last week? Because that was a QR code last week that gave you a comic book. Well, this one is on his storage unit, so it's gotta be from this week. I I imagine no, I last think, week is a I think it's the code, same right?
1: I think it's the same thing I think they're just putting the same QR code in these things. I think
2: it's probably the same QR code but I'm saying like it's on the storage unit, so it definitely appears in this week's episode. No, I know. I, I saw yeah. it in this I saw
1: it on the storage unit. I I said, Oh, that's that's gonna be a comic. I just didn't know what it was. Last week there was a QR code on the wall next to one of the Egyptian displays. Yeah. And if you scan that you got the werewolf by night comic, I Yeah. So I'm guessing um, I imagine it'll
2: appear maybe in every episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That's fun. Uh, Morbius made $38 million this weekend for its opening weekend and got a C-plus on Score. So that's the end of that movie. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it is the end of that movie. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Uh, James Gunn says that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has broken a record for most prosthetics made for a single movie which had beat uh, the previous record holder was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So there you go. So it well, seems like we're going to get a lot of aliens in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Well, that's nice. Or they're yeah, all I'm just sure for I'm Chris better. Pratt.
1: They're all just for Chris Pratt. That's it. Chris Pratt had a terrible acid-related injury, and they're all the prosthetics are just for his
2: <laughs> to restore his face. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And uh, on the DC side of things, uh, there are reports that Warner Brothers – have been holding talks about what to do about Ezra Miller. Although Warner brothers denies these talks. I, you know, I, I refuse to believe they're not having these talks first.
1: I also, I actually did. Why even have the talks? Just get rid of them. Look, yeah. here's the thing. So when the Will Smith stuff happened and there were stories saying all of Will Smith's projects are currently on hold, people on the internet got really mad and they said, why are Will Smith's projects on hold, but not, um, Ezra Miller's projects. And one is because they're all been shot, right? That's that's part of it. Like, I don't think Ezra Miller has anything in production right now, right? Or in development at the moment. So that's part of it. But the other well, they, reason you've why- You've
2: got uh, supposedly- Two more Fantastic Beast movies, right? Which you yeah, like, but like that doesn't, we don't know anything about them. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're not gonna put those on hold, they're just gonna recast or something. Like, that's yeah. all that's gonna happen, right? I mean, uh, they've already recast half that cast, so exactly not,
1: you know, everybody I mean, gets problematic, gets knocked out of that movie, you or, know, cancel out of Fantastic well, Beast.
2: They, they say that they disagree with uh, JK Rowling about her stance on trans rights, and then they get cut out of the movie. Who was that? Catherine uh, Warson. Is that really what happened? Uh, I, she's not in any of the trailers for the m- new movie. She has no posters, and she came out saying that uh, J.K. Rowling was wrong for what she said. So, I mean, yeah, but that—I wonder if that means if that's why she's not in and she it. She was I like re- the third lead of, of the last two movies. Yeah, it's weird. I wonder, I wonder if she's just like fuck these movies—they suck. She's still in it. I think she's just been like relegated to like a much smaller role.
1: Interesting. Well, yeah. so here's the thing. So the point that I'm making is there's no there are no Ezra Miller movies in product in development or production right now right yes. so there's no nothing to pause but the other thing is that you pause a will smith movie as his as his brand takes a beating because will smith is the reason that you make a will smith movie yeah like if Will Smith's not going to be popular with people anymore, that's a big problem because your entire movie is predicated on Will Smith being in it. Yes. Ezra Miller, your movie is not predicated on Ezra Miller being in it. It's just not that big a fucking deal. So like if Ezra Miller Ezra Miller becomes more problematic or maintains his problematic, st- problematic status, you just get a new person. It's, it's just not that yeah. – the movies are not centered around Miller. That's why a Will Smith movie has to pause because Will but, Smith uh, is the biggest
2: asset those movies have. There's something else I think needs to be covered on there is that Will Smith – what Will Smith did, he did on live TV and he did it to another celebrity. So it becomes a bigger story. You know, well, yeah. He's also it, the biggest – he's the biggest movie star in the world. So that's also a He's also a big far bigger star than Ezra Miller. Yes. Right. That too also plays a part in it. But like – Right. There's yeah. a lot of
1: people who might see these Ezra Miller stories and not even know who the fuck this guy is. Like, yes. That's, that's the thing. Everybody yep. knows who Will Smith is. But that's why Will Smith's movies get paused. It's not because Will Smith – and a lot of the things like, well, because he's a black man. I don't think that's the case. I think the reason is because Will Smith is so famous that a Will Smith movie is centered entirely on Will Smith. Yes. That he is the number one element of every single Will Smith movie. And, yep. if, and if Will Smith has a bad rep now or people have a bad association with him, that is very dangerous for this
2: movie. Yeah.
1: So that's why, but you know what? All these projects, they're going to start back up again. Oh yeah, for sure. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine.
2: Yeah. He'll, he'll sit quiet for a month or two and then everything will go back to normal. Oh, like I imagine, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm sure that's what's going to
2: happen. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And then, uh, finally the, uh, Daniels, the directors of everything everywhere, all at once said in an interview that they were offered the chance to direct Loki and they turned it down to make their movie. And uh, which has led to a lot of people being like, "That's what every director should do. They should. Everyone should turn down Marvel movies." And It's like, no, they should not. <laughs> like, they should make those decisions for their own on, for themselves. What they yeah. should do. Yeah. Like personally, if I was like an extremely talented director and Marvel called me up and they were like, "Hey, do you want to work with us?" I'd be like, "F yes, that sounds awesome to play with Marvel characters." I'd be very excited for that. And even in the interview that Daniel say, like, it was really hard to say no because. The stuff they were telling us about Loki sounded so awesome. <laughs> like it sounded like it would be really fun to do. Right. But we were already doing our multiverse movie. We already had one set up and ready to go. So we decided to do our own instead. Right. So, there you go. There you have it. And that's all the news that's fit to print. Uh, I got. I got other news. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Daniel Kaluuya is going to be in Black Panther 2, it seems. You see, I saw like a rumor of that, but I didn't see a definitive. Costume designer Stacey Caballero updated her website and listed that she is the assistant costume designer for Daniel Kaluuya on Marvel Studios' Black Panther
2: Wakanda forever. Okay,
1: okay. So, I mean, this is work that she's done. She's listed it
2: on her resume. Yeah, yeah. So, because I saw where it was like, like on a production site it said this. And I was like, oh, no, I assistant
1: yeah. costume designer, and it's on, it's on her resume, and it says Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and then the people that she lists that she worked with on this were Angela Bassett, Daniel Kaluuya, and Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o. And there you go. So that's it. I mean, like, that's... I mean, that's, that's pretty... Yeah. That's, that's fairly definitive to me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, that... We were talking about Daniel Kaluuya's strange stuff and how that might impact... Black Panther Two. I don't think it's going to the same way that Letitia Wright stuff isn't going to impact it. But we were wondering if he was even in it anyway. But now we uh, know that he no, is. We know. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't. The site that I got this from said it was a spoiler. It doesn't be like a spoiler to me. I don't know. Character well, I'm, from I'm the first movie returns in the, returns in the second movie. movie. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Everything's a spoiler now though. You know. So yeah. what are you going to do? Um. That might actually be all the news that there is for Marvel. Um, there's a new <clears throat> doctor strange commercial.
1: I didn't watch it. I'm done watching it now. Yeah. We're close enough that I'm done watching it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, uh, speaking of doctor strange tickets, I got my tickets oh, nice. and, um, it was hard. Yeah. But you know what? So it's funny. So this is the thing. So, the tickets went on sale, and I said, you know, I'll grab the tickets. I'm an AMC A-list person, so I just – you know, it doesn't cost me anything. I'm just going to grab them. And um, I went on their app, and I tried to buy – first I went to the screening I wanted to go to at the Burbank Theater, like the really nice theater, and then sure. that screening was like packed. Like it was just like there was no – there was I could not get two seats together. Okay, um, And I could not get our the seats that we like the best. Like we have specific seats that we like, and honestly, I will just not – Go to a screening if I can't get those seats. Yeah. There's just too many movie theaters in LA for me to like sit in a seat I don't like. No, I agree. I agree. Um, Our seats, by the way, we talked about this in the show, what our seats are. I don't think so. That our seats for me and Brittany, our seats are the front row of the back section. So that, so not the very front section, but like behind where you walk, you come into the theater and you walk across the theater right behind that. So there's the first bunch of seats are the handicap seats. Mm-hmm. And then the first stadium seating row behind that, we like to sit there. And okay, we like so to you sit get the very bars. Sp- the bars. We get to put our feet yeah. up on the bars. Yeah. yeah. And we get like more leg room and stuff like that. Yeah. But also, I like being close to the screen. I like having the screen really fill my field of vision. Sure. Yeah. Some people love it in the back row,
2: but I feel like the screen is too I small. Like in the the back, yeah, I don't like the back row because then it's like I might as well just be watching from home.
1: Right. It's just it looks so yeah. small. I like to have the screen fill my vision. I can't sit in the front section though. That gives my neck a
2: pain. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah. I agree so, with that. My theater, my local theater, has the every seat's the reclining seats, mm. so I have no need for for something to put my legs up on because the seat comes up.
1: Yeah, I mean, many of my many of the theaters that we go to are reclining seats. If we're sitting in a regular theater, though, it's the ones yeah. with the the railing.
2: They also have heaters
1: in in the seats. I can't imagine needing that. I'm always so warm in my movie theaters. Oh, um,
2: in Michigan, it gets a little cold in the winter. But
1: sometimes. so we so I couldn't get the first screening because it was my seats were not available, and then I tried to get another theater closer to home. And it was empty. It was like totally empty. The the one in Glendale by my house. Yeah. And but get this, I couldn't make the app work. Oh no! Yeah, nerds crashed the Fandango app for a Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Truly weird, don't you think? It's pretty wild. Just really wild. The Doctor Strange movie crashed the AMC app.
2: Yeah. Oh, I wonder if AMC That's makes that a- shit crash on purpose to make it seem cool. I think so. Like, I think there is a part of that because it's not like I got a buddy Todd who works. He works for Fox Streaming, and he talks all the time about like how these sites and stuff when they crash, it's like, there's no reason for that. You there know, is that requires your attention. There, is there you a go. Okay. Your...
1: Thank you. Sorry. Jarvis had to butt in. And let me know yeah. my dry- that my, my clothes were done in the dryer.
2: <laughs> there you go. Oh, is that what that was? <laughs> that was my Christ.
1: notice. My clothes were done for the dryer. Yeah. Crap!
2: The most annoying universe right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <sighs> and also yeah. never again. Can you be like, you didn't turn off your phone. So just to be clear, You have fucking Jarvis interrupting us. But uh, anyway, uh, my buddy Todd, he works for Fox Sports Streaming, and he's talked about how, like, he's explained to me in smart guy dialogue of, like, how there's no reason any of these sites should have problems. Like, they all know what's going to happen. They just don't ramp up for it. They don't plan for it. And then things go bad.
1: Well, there's two ways to look at this. There's the conspiracy way, which is they they do it on purpose to get like buzz, and then I think there's the real way, which these guys are all too cheap and lazy to do it. I think that's the actual answer. Yeah, having been in these businesses, having been in the movie theater business especially, I think a lot of these guys are cheap and lazy. A lot yeah. of guys that run movie theaters, not the one that I worked for, mostly. Well, it's
2: not even running movie theaters. It's it's the people running the site are just like, now we, we're not gonna. No, it was people, run of people, if people running the movie theater because if people wanting the movie theater cared about it, they would make people do that. Like they would make the, they would make the
1: the web guys do that. They make. The but IC chances are the people
2: that. that are like run AMC don't really they don't know that stuff. They, they like, and Fandango, Fandango is not run by a movie theater. They I don't buy Fandango's the tickets Fandango. on
1: Fandango. I buy the tickets through the AMC app. The, the executives are said hundred. Said
2: Fandango crashed.
1: No, I never used Fandango. What I, right, I what use Fandango. Am I? I'm a peasant. I'm going to use Fandango. that's why I thought you said. No, I use the AMC app. All right. So the AMC app wouldn't would could not buy tickets. So the execs definitely know that. That's exactly the kind of shit that somebody runs up the fucking ladder to the execs. I 100 I guarantee. Having it's worked in the execs
2: now, are like Reddit, right? <laughs> is that the execs of, of AMC? Isn't it just Reddit now? They,
1: they 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 did buy a lot of shares, but they have an actual CEO. Um, yeah. So, all right, is that it for Marvel news? That's it for Marvel news. Man, you immediately muted your mic the second. Yeah. You I weren't talking. Cough. I had a cough. Uh you you keep your mic on mute a lot. Tell me more, Jarvis. I appreciate it. You do. You I mean yeah. I it, it does get loud when you unmute it, but Yeah. Tell I do appreciate. Listen, this is one time I need to get my clothes out of the dryer. It happens
2: like every couple of weeks your phone or something goes off and then you complain about my phone. My phone's on silent always except for this one day. My, I keep my it, phone
1: on silent always all the time. Like yeah. all the time I never I never know I get texts. I never know anything it's actually a problem because sometimes i'll be on twitter and my girlfriend is texting me and then she'll have to drop a dm to me on twitter and go check your fucking text god damn it
2: uh so that's that's a real thing do we have marvel trivia we do go ahead what is the second film on the mcu of the mcu i should say iron man 2 oh and the incredible hulk oh really yeah come on man it came out like three weeks after iron man okay it came out the same summer which of the following is not an infinity stone? Dreamstone, mindstone, space stone, time stone. Dreamstone. Yeah. Paul Bettany voices Jarvis, Iron Man's AI assistant. Assistant, what other character in the MCU does he portray? Vision. See, then I tied it in. My little Jarvis voice thing yeah. tied it all together.
1: Yeah. All right. Are we ready to talk about the second episode of Moon Knight? We are. Let's do it. Yes, we're going
0: say what? Oh. the jackal. Hey. The jackal.
1: <laughs> Moon Knight, season one, episode two, summon the suit. That was the hashtag for the episode. Hashtag
2: summon the suit. Which I think is the wrong hashtag. What do you think is the right hashtag? Summon the soup. <laughs> they do have soup. Boy, he, well, he says it too. He says, summon the soup. When she says, <laughs> summon the soup, he goes, summon the soup. <laughs> so I was like, oh, why is that not the hashtag? That's incredible. Yeah.
1: So it turns out. That We talked about this last week that I said, I bet that the thing that's going to happen this week is they're going to watch the security footage of uh, Stephen Grant getting chased by the jackal monster, and there's not going to be anything on it. Yes. And sure enough, that's how the episode basically begins, with Stephen yeah. Grant trying to show the security guy, you won't fucking believe what happened last night. He says it's Area 51 meets MI5. <laughs> <laughs> like and it. when they watch the video, there's nothing on it. It's just Stephen Grant running around. And... Uh, not just that, but when Stephen Grant, like in the show last week, he came out of the bathroom. like he, We saw him walk out of the bathroom in the Moon Knight costume. But on the video, he walks out. He's just a guy. But he's got a very different look in his eyes. And Grant looks at it and he goes, that, that's not me. There is a matter that requires you. Oh, my God. He's still going. You're so mad at me right now, aren't you? No, I'm not mad. I find it hilarious. Oh, my God. You know why? because I hit snooze instead of turning it off. Yeah. You know, I was just telling somebody that one of the – one of the charms of these programs that we do is we keep these little errors in. Yep. It's like you're hanging out with us. Sure. Which I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, he sees that in his face that like, it's not him. He recognizes it's his face, but it's not him. Right. And then uh, he gets fired because he yes. tore up the whole bathroom.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. Uh, the guy that fires him is really nice. Yeah. He's HR. Apparently I thought he was security, but then he says he's HR.
1: Yeah. It's funny. Cause he does look like security, right?
2: Yeah. With that
1: sweater on and stuff like the that. The sweater,
2: and he's like a, a bigger dude, right? So he seemed like security. But no, nope, HR.
1: No, he's HR. He's very nice. He's like, You're not alone. He gives them like information on a mental hospital. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and they, uh, he's like, uh, Do you have any muse- museum items on you? And Stephen's like, Well, I haven't nicked anything. And then he's like, No, 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 your name tag. So he has to turn yep. his name tag in. That feels like an interesting thematic element.
2: That he has to give up Stephen.
1: Yeah, that he's going to be giving up, or he's like giving up an attachment to Stephen in some way. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like that—that's what this episode's going to be, Steven Because we're sort of beginning to understand the larger world inside of his own head.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: That's um, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, because yeah, like they that. really linger on it for a second. I was like, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. He talks to the um, gold living statue about it. Yeah, he hugs him gives him a big hug because he's probably not going to see him anymore. And he decides what he's going to do is he's going to use the key that he found in his apartment. He's going to find uh, what it goes to. And it, it turns out that it goes to a storage unit. And he goes yes. into the storage unit and he starts giving this guy like a story. Like, so I'm trying to find a storage unit. Uh, it might be under the name of Stephen Grant, but it might be under the name Mark, but I have no idea what the last name is. And the guy goes, yeah, I know who you are. Uh, and because he comes there all the time as Mark Spector, it turns out. So the guy takes him to the storage unit and in the storage unit, um, Stephen discovers sort of like a, um, like a little moon night cave. It's got yeah, a he's definitely,
2: uh, breaking the rules of storage units because you're not allowed to have like a bed in a storage you unit. Can't sleep you can't sleep in them. a storage unit. It's not no. allowed. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not a home. Yeah.
1: Um, you also can't probably keep weapons and, um, probably that much money. I'm sure there's all kinds of rules that he's breaking.
2: Uh, well, I've never watched Storage War, so I don't know if they've ever found Moon Knight's storage unit. It's also
1: possible wars. that he's not allowed to keep a magical Egyptian scarab. Very possible. Very possible. But he does have a magical Egyptian scarab in there. He and does. the magical Egyptian scarab, he quickly realizes, is a compass. It's a magical compass. It's pointing yes. to something. He doesn't know what it's pointing to because it's not pointing to north.
2: Yes. And this is he where also, he learns his
1: name.
2: What? He, oh, I was going to say, he also has an American passport. He learns his name here. Mark yes. Spector is his name. Mark Spector? Born March 9th, nineteen eighty seven. He's from Illinois, and uh, his passport expires in twenty twenty eight. Nineteen eighty seven, huh? Yeah, that made me really sad. I don't like. Being I feel older like he's than younger
1: than Oscar Isaac.
2: He is. Oscar Isaac was born in nineteen seventy nine, I believe. Yeah, I mean, you're older than Oscar Isaac, so yes, but not but that much. So right? much older, like yeah. two years. Like this is now. He's ten years younger than me. All of a sudden, that's something else. Yeah. So he's playing thirty five. That makes sense. Thirty five is like. Knight was born after. The original Star Wars movies came out. All of them were out by that point. He's born after Ghostbusters came out.
1: Yeah, he came out after Ghostbusters, yeah.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. Moon Knight has never known a world without Ghostbusters. Nope. <laughs> That's crazy.
1: <laughs> uh, Moon Knight was what? Five, 1994, seven years old when Kurt Cobain killed himself? Yeah. Pretty crazy, huh?
2: Real weird. Um, so just, real weird. It shouldn't have free framed that. To yeah, look why at did it. you freeze frame that? Cause I wanted to see like what they put on there. I was interested. Like if there's anything fun on there and no, it was just heartbreaking for my old man self. Now I wonder where Mark Spector is. He must be born in Illinois in the comics. Like that. That's like one of those details that they definitely like. Yeah. That's from like the who's who or whatever. Yeah.
1: That's like one of those details that feels like a, a real detail. Yeah. Um, Cause they don't just make that up traditionally these days. It's funny. Oh yeah. He was born in Chicago, Illinois. There you go. Um so there you go. Um but Mark Spector in the comics obviously is much
2: older because his dad escaped the Holocaust. Yes. Um well it's so, one of the fun things in comics is that everybody everybody's 30 but all of them are connected to like all their parents fought in World War II. Yeah, they're all 30 but they're also all 70. So yeah. At yeah. <laughs> the exact you know, same time. Peacemaker's Peacemaker is however old Peacemaker is but his father was a Nazi, you know. It's like, oh, wow. Well. Well his father's just like an American Nazi though I think no in the comics his father was a Nazi sergeant right so like a Nazi he Nazi.
1: finds um a gun a bunch of cash and a passport and then Mark Specter begins yelling at him in his yep. head yeah and they have a they have a big argument yes uh Mark Spector appearing in a reflection and he's trying to still tell Stephen like listen just you know things are really fucking hectic right now why don't you just take a nap give me the body and we'll all be okay like i'll, I'll take yeah. care of everything just like i did last night
2: like we'll, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll all be fine and then we get to see that steven has a big ego cuz he well, says I, I don't care how handsome you are <laughs> it's like you both look exactly the same
1: well i like the idea it's like it's like clark kent and superman right because like superman's more handsome than clark kent
2: like when you know, he thing, has I, I think the difference is like when chris reeve does clark kent and superman he changes a lot of things about himself where here he's got the same haircut he's got the same he looks exactly the same. Like he's well, not. Yeah, it's
1: it's the confidence. He's the not posture. even like.
2: But he's not even got a different posture, really. You know, he, he holds himself differently as Mark Spector. Oh.
1: Um, he he refuses, and he in fact, um, he, he 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 will not doesn't want to get the body over, and he decides he's going to run away. And when he gets out into the hallway, um, he gets uh, chased down by Conshu. He has In a, a sequence that uh, filmmakers, moment. yeah, the filmmakers are lifted from the motion picture in Morbius, what we yes. believe. <laughs> It's an homage to the movie Morbius. Yeah. Because this exact same bit happens in Morbius where it's like the hallway lights that are turned on by um, motion. And yeah. like they get turned on like in a spooky, terrifying way.
2: As The difference the is, is, is that in Morbius it's happening in a hospital and it makes absolutely no sense because it's not mystical what's happening in Morbius. We're here it's a Egyptian god walking down the hall. So it makes sense. And then it does a wonderful – 70s freeze frame as mark as steven screams which It's I such loved. a
1: good shot i love it like i was like is this like gonna like is something happening here but no they just just how they just got out of the scene like I, I thought it was fucking terrific
2: it was great it just it, it was like straight out of like a, a trailer for 70s like schlock horror movie i loved it yeah I was it was all for it
1: it was really really good i mean like
2: moon knight in these two episodes has really been leaning into
1: the horror stuff yes in yeah. a very big way, and I think really making it work, and I, uh, I, I think, I think it's really terrific. Um, uh, this this episode is directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, um, who are horror movie genre directors. I guess you should say horror movie is a little bit limiting for these guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I tried to fist fight one of them at Fantastic Fest one time.
2: Well, that's a bad. I was
1: very drunk, and I was mistaken.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I had a, I made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but we did not fist fight. Everybody stopped me from trying to fist fight a guy who was like six foot three, by the way, like he's a big guy. Like well, It wouldn't be the first time you fought a guy who's six foot three at Fantastic Fest. No, I definitely have been, I I like, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm not a little guy, but I have that little guy thing when I'm drinking where I'm like, like picking on people bigger than me. Yeah so like I guess that's like that at least speaks a little bit well of me right like um when I when I used to drink at no. least I would pick fights with guys bigger than me no. not like guys littler than me so no. I mean can I can I can I take that is that is that a thing I can like embrace No, that's something
2: you should, you should discuss with your therapist <laughs> that's not a healthy thing that's a- he uh
1: Stephen runs out of the place and he falls right in the middle of the street and very very luckily um his wife is there Yes. Um, Layla. Layla. She is – did you? Did we talk about Rami, the TV show Rami that she's on? Yes, we did. She's amazing and Rami. Yeah. It's a great show and it's a very different character than this. Yes. It's a very different character. She's a very um, – she's a 20-something-year-old um, uh, Muslim woman in like Jersey who is like fairly observant and like – struggling. Um she is not an action adventure heroine like no. she is here. She's my um, she's the character I'm most interested in when I watch Romney. Um so she gets Steven on the bike. And she doesn't understand that he's not Mark Spector. Like it doesn't make sense to her. And she's like – and so they have this whole back and forth that goes on for a bit. It goes on for a bit on the bike and then it goes on for a bit back at Stephen's apartment where she's like, wait, so you don't remember being married to me? You don't remember um, our adventures? You don't remember how we met? Any of these things? And uh, he's like, no, I have no no fucking clue who you are. He's very surprised to find out that he's married to her. He's very surprised to find out that
2: um, he's divorcing her. Yes, and then he says, I'm not, I'll never divorce you. <laughs> yep. Steven, a lot of interesting choices that Steven makes in this episode. I thought <laughs> he's
1: very funny. Yeah, he is very funny.
2: Well, he's doing it. And I I do think it's very much a purposeful thing where Steven is trying to uh, take control of things that even though he doesn't understand what's happening, but he's like, he's like, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to be in charge and that's it. And he's doing that throughout the whole episode. And that's, Arguably, the dilemma of the episode is that, Stephen, you're dumb. Stop it. Like, let Mark take over and things will get better.
1: So um, Layla is it, it both is and is not from the comics. Okay. Um, She's from the kink song. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's Lola. Oh, that's Layla, Lola. Layla is, is, Derek the, the is Derek
2: and the Dominoes. Dominoes. That's right.
1: Um, but she apparently is, uh, there's a character named Layla who is, um, uh, Mark Spector's wife, I guess. So she's from the comics. I think. Uh, oh no, maybe not. I don't think it is. I'm looking this up right now. Uh, the character was not written as, um, as Egyptian or Muslim. Okay. And then they cast, uh, this actress and then they, they, they made it. So that's why her, that's my understanding. Um, so I guess who knows. Anyway, she's terrific. And so they have this whole but, but when he when he says that I'm not gonna divorce you, I don't think that's him taking control. I think that's him like as like a lonely single guy who is like, wait, I'm I'm married to this hot lady.
2: Like, no, I'll never I'll never divorce you. <laughs> like I think that's what's happening there. I, I mean, I, I think that's definitely part of it, but I think throughout the whole episode is him like being like refusing to give up control of things. And that's part of not like I didn't make the decision to divorce right. you, so that's not gonna happen. You know, is is how he's kind of looking. That's how I took it, at least. Um... So while they're at the house, um,
1: Mark is I mean Steven's gonna show Layla this what's in the bag. And yeah. then Mark pops up, like, do not fucking show her that. If you show her that, you will get her killed and her blood will be on your hands. Do not show her the scarab. But so then she goes into the bag and finds the scarab anyway. And she's really mad because she's like, Oh, you're hiding this from me. We've been searching for this and you found it and you just wanna keep it for yourself. You don't want to cut me in on it.
2: And um and he's like, Take it. He's <laughs> like, Take it. I don't want it, yeah. I don't want nothing to do with this. Like <laughs> He's very Frodo to Gandalf with the ring. Uh,
1: but then um, there's a knock on the door. Yeah. So she's beginning to understand that he does not know who he is. Like she's yeah. kind of beginning to get this. That to he's figure just- out that he's not – because I, at first game. she's – yeah, at first she's like, okay, you can drop it. There's nobody following us. You can drop the the, the character like we're, we're alone now. You can be yourself. And it become, it's becoming clearer to her that he is not actually fucking with her, that this is legitimately what's going on with this guy's head. Yeah. But just as they're kind of like coming to this conclusion, there's a knock on the door and there's two cops. And they come in and uh, they get like very aggressive. And we learned and, some very important information here. What's that? It's his mom's apartment. It is his mom's apartment. Yeah. I, I thought that
2: was very that was good. I like that.
1: I wonder if like what that means. Like, um, since Steven doesn't have a mom, right? So like that that means whose name it's under is going to be the person that he's well, he, that he does, identifies. He has a mom.
2: Cause he he also says because he says it to uh uh his wife. He says this is my mom's apartment. She says, Oh, you two are speaking again. So well, Mark, Mark Spector's mom. mom is still alive and in theory if Mark is suffering from DID then Mark then Mark's mom might know that and be aware that Steven is one of his identities.
1: Hmm. This episode made me really wonder what the DID business is all about by the way.
2: Yes, I I've I I don't actually know how DID works. I don't think it works this way well did essentially works that
1: you undergo a traumatic event and your mind creates a new personality to cope with that event yeah and to sort of like uh shunt it off to the side and allow that personality that can deal with it so like you know like you create different personalities that are more suited for these things that are happening to you is like i mean that's like the really the generalized that's not how it actually works but that's the generalized version of it the thing is that's interesting is i can't figure out how long there's been a Stephen Grant personality. I don't know. It sort of, this episode does make it seem like it might be recent or maybe he's lost control of Stephen Grant or something.
2: I think he's lost control. Cause he says at the end, he says like, like it, I used to be able to keep all this separate from you. And now something's happened and I can't. So he's lost control. There's something that has happened that he's lost control. But also like, again, I don't really know anything about DID, So I, I don't think if you have DID, you talk to the other versions, the other personalities and mirrors and stuff, right? Like that's artistic license, isn't it? I think. I don't know.
1: Sort of. There are people who claim to have DID. It's a very popular subculture on the internet. People come to have DID and um, they are aware of their different personalities and they can decide which one of them fronts, so okay. comes to the front and speaks. And then they have – Conversations inside of themselves with these different personalities, but I'm okay. not really sure exactly how real that is. These yeah. a lot of these people on like
2: TikTok are clearly um, they watch Split. Well, they're like kids, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like um, it's like how like 10, 15 years ago, it was everybody was like, "Oh, I've I've got uh, autism," and it's like, "No, no, you just." Well,
1: actually, autism diagnoses have been like through the fucking roof over the last ten years. So that you know, actually, they have, but but that, like
2: attracts. But but it be like that was the thing to be like. Like, not get actually diagnosed, but just be like, oh, you know, I looked it up online. Yeah, that's what I'm like too. And it's like, maybe. Um,
1: Well, yeah, there's always been a real significant self diagnosis thing. But I think with these kids, it's not just that. There's like a, it's like very fascinating. I don't want to like cast um, aspersions on anybody. And, but it seems to me, and I've read some articles about some of these kids, it seems to me that they, um, they find a sense of community and belonging by being this way. And uh, it's, also, I think for me, it seems like a lot of it is cut, drills down to modern things where people have a hard time understanding that you can be different things all at once. Yeah. So a lot of these kids are like, well, I like musicals, but I also like football. So obviously the musical part of me is a different personality than the football part of me. It's like, no, not really. You could just like a lot of different stuff. Like you could sure. feel different ways, different days. Yeah. And that's the other piece of it. Like, you know, like sometimes there's this sense that like these kids are creating person quote unquote personalities to explain that they feel different ways you know yeah. um it's like weird and it's this weird tiktok feedback world and i'm not and maybe these kids do have a thing you know what i mean like i don't want to but within that world, the point that i'm saying is that within this world at very least these kids talk about having conversations with their alters that's what they call okay. themselves their alters um, so you know I don't know how real that is I don't know how much of that they're picking up from actual stuff I don't know how much this show is picking up from that stuff they had a they did have a psychologist consult yeah Um, and they we do live in a fraught time for portrayals of these kinds of things people do get mad at you if you do it in ways that aren't correct or that they don't like so yeah, um, yeah I'm
2: sure they, they definitely did more research on it than my no research on it I would assume so yeah but
1: i just I'm curious how long he's been Stephen Grant, because there's like also a sense that like even the museum job it's like how long has he been there? I'm not even sure
2: I don't know I don't know that's a good question
1: do you know what I mean, yeah, um. But anyway, he gets arrested. He gets arrested by these cops. Um and And also his wife vanished. She went out the window. She's out the window. She does a good hide out the window. Um, they get arrested by these cops. They're looking, you know, they're they're also looking for her, I think. They know that she's there. She yeah. found him, by the way. The, I made the joke very conveniently. She shows up, but it's not convenient. She tracked him by his phone. And she yes. actually assumed that he wanted her to track him because he left his phone on. Yes. Which, Which I thought was like very that. funny. Like, like that was like Stephen doesn't know opsec. He doesn't know how to be secure. It's like, not his world. It's, it's not his me. world. He's not even thinking about it. So the phone's just on, yeah. and she's able to track him as a result. Um, and they, the cops, take him for a ride through London, um, the same town where Morbius is shot. The show's an endless homage to Morbius. London, New York. This is London, London though. At least they're in London, <laughs> yes. London. Yeah. And while they're on their way, the cops look up. Uh, uh, Mark uh, Spector, whose whose passport they find, right? Yes. And it turns out that Mark Spector is like a bad guy. Mark Spector's a killer. Mark Spector um, was at an Egyptian archaeological site and tied everybody up and shot them in the head.
2: Well, he tied up is, an archaeologist and shot him in the head.
1: Was it just the one archaeologist was just the one.
2: I okay. think okay, just the one.
1: Well, that's
2: right from the comics. That's right from the comics. Yeah. That's
1: his. That's 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 Moon Knight's origin story from the comics. Yeah, and. Um, Stevens hears this. He's horrified. Well, he sees he's, it. She shows him a, a picture. See, on, she, she sees that. the pictures yeah. and everything, and he's horrified. And he's now doubling down on uh, he's never going to let Mark take control because yeah. Mark's a killer. So, like, now he doesn't want to lose control, but also he can't allow Mark out because Mark is a murderer. Yeah. Um they pull into an alleyway. Uh, Steven's very surprised. He's like, aren't we going to the police station? And no, they are in fact going to an alleyway.
2: And, uh, and they the, leave him. The, the dude cop's got, a, got the
1: balance the, the scale tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. yeah. So they leave him in the back of the car, and he begins having a fight with, uh, with Mark Spector again. Yes. And he's, giving, he's having this big fight, and then all of a sudden over the radio, it's the voice of Harrow, Ethan Hawke. And he's been listening this whole time to Stephen arguing with himself. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> and he opens the door and lets Steven out. And this is a very good scene because Harrow understands what's happening now. He's like, oh, I get it. Like, I get why you couldn't be judged because you have so many things going on in your head. Like, it, it's, it's, it's a mess in there. And I, I quite like that. I quite like that he gets it immediately yeah. and, like, Layla doesn't. Yeah. Like, I think that makes Harrow really interesting. I agree. And well, we we'll find out quite a bit about Harrow. That's we find out quite a bit about Harrow that's interesting. But this especially in terms of like character bits that he's very open and he like is like understanding and he's like processing these things I think is super duper interesting.
2: Yeah. um, well, know, He's, he's, a, not, he's well, a cult leader. So he's real good at that.
1: That is true. Um, So Harrow tells him that they have come to what used to be the worst block in London. But now it's a paradise. Now it's a beautiful community everybody nobody locks their doors they share food they share their lives it's very wonderful it appears yeah. to be under an overpass yeah it's definitely a bad
2: area like no i mean like literally, literally right? yeah. it's,
1: it's a set so like it, there's like a there's like a ceiling to it yeah so i was like trying to understand like this is weird there's a ceiling over the street but i think it's because they're on a set is what it looked
2: like to me well, i thought it was just under a bridge
1: I guess that is the deal, right? It's supposed to be under a bridge, right? Yes, I, I don't know. Um, is there in the background, and he's, he's, really like, deep, he's like, break his windpipe. Yeah, he's deeply <laughs> irritated. I love it. Yeah, so when when, when Stephen's talking to Arrow, all of a sudden Khonshu goes, kill him. <laughs> yeah. When he goes, kill him, break his windpipe. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> calm down. Khonshu rules. Yeah, cons pretty cool. Khonshu's pretty funny, but Harrow and is like – then he breaks windpipe. But Harry, <laughs> Harrow is like, oh, is he telling you to kill me? Is he telling yeah. you to break my windpipe? Yeah. And And uh, over the course of this scene, we're going to come to understand that Arthur Harrow used to be Moon Knight. Yes. Or at least the avatar of Khonshu. I don't know if he was Moon Knight. I'm not really sure what the. Yeah, he was the, the at he was the
2: avatar of Khonshu before.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And he, you know, he 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 lost a lot of interest in Kanshu for a
2: couple of reasons. Well, we One can't of, skip over the most important line of the episode.
1: Well, before we get to that, I just want to—I just like as we're talking about Kanshu and Harrow, I just want to get it out of the way, and then we'll okay. kind of go into going inside and stuff like that. Okay. Well, let's get this out of the way. Um. Uh. So Harrow used to be the the avatar of Kanshu, but he got sick of it for a couple of reasons. One of which is that Kanshu is unbelievably annoying. Yes. And Kanshu's is pathetic. And all the gods think he's pathetic. Oh, oh. All the gods think he's lame. <laughs> I love that. He's like, even the gods hate him.
2: Wow, jeez. Uh
1: and Kanshu doesn't like that. kanshu like gets like a little defensive about that. Uh, he's like, I'm justice. <laughs> uh, and then the thing that Harold really doesn't like about Kanshu is that Kanshu's whole deal of justice is only uh punishing those who have already committed an evil. So evils are yes. still happening. Yeah. And Ahmed is really intriguing to him because Ahmed allows him to punish evil before it happens, to stop evil from ever even happening. Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, the so, cannibal cop discussion. The cannibal cop. Dis- what? A couple of years ago it was the the cop I know, the in cannibal New York. Cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and he went to prison for writing about his ideas of killing and eating his wife, but he didn't actually do anything. And so it was a question like, can you send somebody to prison for thoughts? I don't think he should. And
1: um, it's the, it's the entire premise of the motion picture Minority Report. Yes, good movie. Um. So you know it's. It, it it is an important moral philosophical question. Yes, that these well, characters they, and Cielan puts it really
2: well, where he's like, "What if like you're going to kill a baby because it might do something in thirty years?" It's an interesting question. I mean, that is the would you kill baby Hitler? But baby we, Hitler, you know what Hitler does. You go well,
1: back the, in time to the do funny that. thing is, is that we have that used to be like a, a philosophical quandary. Yeah, like would it be wrong to kill baby Hitler because he hasn't done those things yet? Yeah. But we have now just turned that thing into just we're all fucking dying to kill baby hitler yeah like every one of us is like kill baby hitler like let's just get <laughs> this fucking done and but like the <laughs> premise of the question is supposed to be could you kill an innocent baby even if you knew what it was going to do because it has
2: not done those things yet do you watch the show the uh, minx on hbo i have not watched it yet there's a great line in, in the new episode where they're reading hate mail and uh it's a uh, the guy and he's, he's he's like look this this one's my favorite it says here, if I had a time machine, I'd go back to – night because the show takes place in like the 70s. And he's like, I'd go back to 1939 and kill you when you were a baby. And then if I still had some time, I'd go kill Hitler. <laughs> And i love it. he's like he hates me more than he hates hitler <laughs> It's like that's great that's a good <laughs> that made me laugh really hard
1: well you know it's funny because like in 1939 he's already hitler so what's supposed to be the dilemma is supposed to be is it wrong to kill an innocent baby that hasn't yeah. done anything yet yeah that's like a star trek dilemma but the our, our our world has not has moved beyond that and our world is just like we would all be it's like that scene in airplane when the ladies um freaking out and when they pan down that line of people ready to hit her and they really? have like the bats and the pipes that's us we're all ready to go back in time and murder that baby in a fucking heartbeat
0: yeah
1: uh and i'm not saying you shouldn't murder baby hitler i'm just saying that once upon a time that
2: used to be a, a dilemma they used to be a I, philosophical I think, dilemma i mean i kind of feel like if you have a time machine you can go back to baby hitler maybe just take baby hitler and raise him better that
1: is the right give that's that a, the thing. you better go go back in time and just buy some of hitler's paintings
2: yeah just like just enough to keep him going, you know what I mean. But he'd be like, "Hey, you want a friend?" And that's it. And then if one day he's like, "I don't know about these Jewish people," that's when you're like, "Oh, well, I got to kill you. There's no other option now. You've gone too far somehow. We've I, I wasn't able to do it." But you know, the true.
1: interesting question about time travel is if you go back in time and raise Hitler better, is the nature of time such that he still ends up becoming Hitler no matter what? There's just different paths to the same endpoint. Like, is this endpoint so powerful in time that it all just everything distorts towards
2: it? Yep. Who knows? It's interesting. I am guaranteed somebody's written a book about this. Specifically. I specifically. there's a movie about that, isn't there? Where somebody goes back in time and realizes that what they do makes Hitler into Hitler. This summer, from Universal Pictures, Raising Hitler. <laughs> Bradley Cooper is <laughs> in for
1: quite a time. A man the who past. Never, a man who never thought he could be a father. A boy who will one day... <laughs> try to eliminate the jews like
2: that's <laughs> the premise raising hitler uh Damn it, so, Jerry, all you are is a tv executive you'll never grow up i'll show you i'll raise uh, hitler <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh harrow takes um steven on a tour of his facility um which i was very confused by oh yeah so are they supposed to be like it's like a giant fucking big thing and it looks like an egyptian structure in the inside
2: i thought i I thought it looked like a uh like a chapel is that what
1: it looks like to you i maybe it's a chapel there was some i guess it could be a chapel i guess when
2: they go into the upstairs room and he's like i'm gonna die in the in a mad magician's man cave right so yeah 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 there's stuff up there but i i I didn't think it looked like no i just
1: i just meant like the the walls and stuff like it looked yeah, like Yeah, I, I thought it was like a, an old
2: abandoned, like British old like a
1: cathedral. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. I was, you know, okay. That makes more sense then. Um, inside there, people are like sitting we can't around go watching it
2: because we're missing the best line. Of, What's the best second line? best line is when they're walking and, and Harrow's explaining everything and then just oh, like. Steven points off camera and goes, goat. And Daryl goes, yes, a goat. <laughs> that made me yes. laugh so, so I was really wondering if that was
1: improv or not because the way that they do it is so funny and it's like, yes. just like so natural feeling yes. that
2: I really was wondering if they were just doing a bit because there's a goat
1: there. In, there is in, a goat but
2: you there. don't see it until after that. Like you don't see that goat until afterwards. Yeah, it's very – And so like very- when that happened, I was like did they – in? in in post, putting goat sounds so that it wouldn't seem weird that he just goes goat, and then you, when the camera turns, you can see the goat. I was like, oh, there is a goat there.
1: Look at that. Yeah, it's just very, it's a very funny bit. They go yeah. inside, and inside we see the residents are like hanging out, watching like dolphins swimming, and they're all vegans in there. It seems like they're going to eat a lentil soup that Arthur Harrow himself
2: made that day. It's very good, according to Stephen Grant. It's uh, that other guy's uh, recipe. They point to, I forgot the guy's name, Jack, or whatever. He's like, hey, it's that guy's recipe. He's from wherever he's from. He's like, he's great. He's really funny. Uh,
1: So, yeah, we see that it has got a very diverse population living there, people from all over. Um, They're all teaching each other languages. They're all trying to learn three languages, and they're all teaching each other. So, like, there's people teaching them Mandarin because they speak Mandarin, you know? So, like, that's, like, he's created this little utopian society, and I'm assuming all these people have been judged and found to be good,
2: is I mean, my assumption, right? I don't know, because when we see him in, in the Himalayas in the first episode, he's asking for people who want to be judged. The Himalayas? Isn't that where they're in the open? Or the Alps, the Alps, right? I'm sorry, in the Alps. that the, 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 He's asking for people who want to be judged, so I don't know if they've all been judged
1: yet. That's a good point. I wonder if that, I mean, I wonder how these different communities work. Yeah. But everybody seems like very chill, except once Stephen starts questioning their whole thing, where yeah. it is like, ahmet kills people before they commit evil and steve's like "Is are not like a little fucked up like and especially like does that mean you would kill a child because i feel like that's where i draw the line is like killing children and everybody kind of like gets like real silent and like starts like surrounding them and yeah. quite clearly does not like this line of uh of uh conversation and um harrow is like listen you know what let's just get down to business here i want this golden scarab it's going to lead me to Ahmet's tomb because we're going to bring Ahmet back to life. And um, that scarab is everything that we need. And Grant is like, I don't have it. I, I don't I don't have it. And so Harold's like, okay, well, does somebody else have it? Maybe somebody that you know. And Mark Spector's like yelling, like, do not say anything. Do not say anything. You're yelling from the bread bowl. And then <sighs> Layla has a badass entrance. She has a very Indiana Jones entrance. Yeah. Very Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really she, liked
2: it. She comes in holding the scarab and is like, "Here it is, motherfuckers!" Like holding it up over her head, and the camera like starts on the scarab and pans down, and yeah. she's like, "Is this what you're looking for, Moloch?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's really incredible. It's like yeah. it's like a really also good a very interest. bad idea. You know, just don't do that. Don't don't tell the bad guys, "Hey, I've got the thing you want." That seems like a bad idea. I mean.
1: But it is an Indiana Jones thing to do, though. Like, it is a very really, Indiana Jones it, it, thing to
2: do. Yes, but.
1: Like uh because it is both cool and like you're gonna have a fight anyway, and yeah. like this sort of makes you like maybe let them like off kilter or something. I don't know, like you're 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 making yourself seem tougher. I mean, I don't know. I think it's pretty
2: I mean it's badass. Don't get me wrong, it's totally badass, but it's also just not a, a good plan. Yeah. You know. Well,
1: it's not a good plan because Harrow um begins summoning a monster.
2: Yes, and uh, and that's when Layla's a, like summon the suit and go summon the soup. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty,
1: it's a pretty cool effect. Like he puts his his he has this this cane. He says this cane contains but a fraction of Ahmet's power, yeah. and I don't want to use it. I don't want to use it on you. Like and everyone you know, I, steps
2: I, away, everyone backs away. They're yeah, because it's like it's like
1: got purple. So the thing is, it's got purple power, and that means that somebody on the Reddit is talking about an Infinity Stone, right? Like there's somebody somewhere. Thinking this is an Infinity Stone, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Or it's Mephisto,
1: one or the other. <laughs> but he puts it on the ground and he creates like this like um, this field and then it begins melting. And then from the hole that it creates, the jackal monster comes out. Yes. And uh, we end up with this like chase. They the Layla's fighting guys. Steven's like really impressed by how she's kicking guys' asses. Yeah. And they run upstairs and they end up in this like Egyptian mummy room and they lock the door. The jackal is banging against the door and Layla is trying to tell him like, you have to summon the suit, summon the suit. And he's like, I have no clue what you're talking about. And And, Mark is like, let
2: me take over. Let me take over.
1: And he won't do it. Stephen will not do it. He will not let Mark take over. Mark's a killer. He doesn't want to do it. And, but he doesn't know what it means to summon the suit. And he's like, you know how to do it. Just trust me. She's actually very nice to him when he's like, I just have no idea. She's like, it's okay. It's okay. We'll find another way. It's like very yeah. sweet. which is no, surprising. I like, it. I like it. You know, very often you think a character in a show like this, is going to be like, God damn it. And
2: then you like just like really get mad or whatever, but well, she's like very it, sweet. It, well, it's a good moment because, because he starts really freaking out and like he gets down into like a fetal position. And again, I, this is really careful. Well done writing where for the first time she calls him Steven. she's like, Steven, right. it's going to be okay. And that's when he feels better. Like, Oh, okay. I am Steven. I, I am, am still me. Right. You know, and then he feels a little better. I like
1: that. Yeah, it's good. Um, you know, the thing is, is that traditionally I don't like stuff like this. Um, Like a lot of stuff where characters are arguing like this, yeah, I don't yeah. traditionally like it. I feel like it can really be overdone. Yeah. And it can be irritating. And you can really just feel like, okay, we get it, move along. Yeah. But I think the way that this works in this episode, it really worked for me. Even as I'm aware, I'm like, I would like them to stop arguing about this because I get it, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like horrible. I wasn't irritated by it. And I felt that like, as you say, it brought to a, it brought it to a
2: character place Yeah, that made it all worthwhile. It, it rides that line because I'm the same way where like, it's one of my common complaints about TV shows and movies is when people just don't tell each other information that they should just freely offer up. Right. And here there's like, there's also the fact that Steven doesn't really know the information and right. You know, he's just got this voice in his head yelling at him different things, and he's like, "Everybody stop! Like, let me think for a minute." And nobody's letting him think, so like, it makes more sense that he can't explain to Layla what's going on because he doesn't understand what's going on. But then, yeah, it, it turns it into a moment where it's not just like for whatever reason they just didn't share information with each other. It turns into a moment where once he he becomes calm, they're like, and she realizes, yes, okay, he really is this guy Stephen, and there was something we were, like. Mark's in there somewhere, but I don't know where Mark is at the moment, kind of deal. It works really well. Right. Yeah. Uh the jackal
1: busts in the door and it knocks Steven out the window. Well, and first we see that Layla can't see the jackal. The jackal is invisible. Yes. Um and it's supernatural. Sam and Dean
2: Winchester are coming for it.
1: Yeah, it's it is it is an invisible jackal, which explains why he didn't show up on the video. Yeah. Because it wasn't that Mark – it wasn't that Stephen was hallucinating it. It's just that it's invisible. But yeah. he can see it for whatever – I'm sure because of the fact that he is Kanshu's avatar and has Kanchu in his head, he yeah. can actually see the monster. Yeah. That makes sense. We we get a lot more of the monster this week. We saw it a little bit last week, and uh, it looks pretty good. I mean it looks all right. I, I think it's a very smart move to, for the most part, keep it invisible. Well, th- the I invisibleness think... of it I think makes for a lot of really great gags. Yeah. Like, it's very fun to watch characters fight an invisible thing and be thrown around by an invisible yeah. thing. That's
2: very, very fun. And it's the same thing. In, I mean, it's why they did on Supernatural with the Demon Dogs. They made them invisible because it's like, like, you know, CG monsters, it's hard to make them look really good. And then the more you show it, the the, the more people are going to be like, oh, that looks off, that looks off. Right. And, I mean, this show obviously has a bigger budget than Supernatural, but still, it doesn't have the budget of Eternals or, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home. It's still got a a lower budget than you know, the bigger Marvel stuff. So yeah, I didn't,
1: I, I tell you, I didn't love the, um,
2: the, whatchamacallit's in the Eternals anyway. So
1: yeah. Yeah. The I deviants. mean, yes, yeah, I wasn't, yeah.
2: wasn't wild about them. No, I wasn't huge on those.
1: Um, so Steven falls out the window with the invisible jackal and he lands and he's got the Mr. Knight suit on,
2: but he's also doing the superhero pose. He does like a half ass over. superhero pose. <laughs> so he <falls> over. This, <laughs> also, this to me is a <laughs> bit of genius. To remind us that it's still Steven is he lands, he's doing the superhero pose, but he's facing away. He's not facing the camera, which is what you're supposed to do with the superhero pose, right? You're supposed to face the camera. So that's great that he's already not doing it right that way. And then he falls over and it's like, he's still Steven. Like he may look cool now, but he's still Steven. And that made me really excited. I was like, that's, that's a really good little touch. So this
1: is a look that Moon Knight has in the modern comics. This Mr. Knight look where he's in a suit and like has like a, a, a face mask on. Yeah. Um, but here, the explanation for why it looks that way is because Layla has been yelling at him some yeah, in the
2: suit. suit on. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's really good. It's really smart. It's really funny.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I like I, it because Mark in the window in the reflection is like Stephen. What are you? What are you wearing? And he's like, well, she said wear a suit. <laughs> he's like, I like that. I like that. Like, he think so? You look like a psycho, psycho Colonel Colonel
1: Sanders. Is what he says. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Um, so Steven begins to fight the jackal and he punches the jackal really hard and he's like, yes. wow, holy shit, I just did this. And we see that as he's crawling around after falling out of the window, he like grabs onto a car bumper and like really crushes it. Yeah, and he it has, has yeah, strong. Yeah. and he's beginning to understand it and he begins fighting the jackal and they fall out into the street, um, a crowded street and nobody can see the jackal. They just see this guy in a suit thrashing around and these two ladies are like, Oh, it's terrible. He's a poor man. And one of them goes, Oh, and he's posh as well. Uh, like this vision of like, 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 Oh, he's having a seizure. And she's like, no, he's just a, a, like a posh drunk. I think she (laughs) said it's very, very funny. And, uh, they're having a big fight, but it's getting very intense and Steven can't quite keep up. And they're fighting up against this bus and Stephen pops, like Mark pops in on the reflection and says, listen, look around you. There's a lot of people here if you don't let me take over these people are going to get hurt yeah and steven knows it's true that as much as he's like sort of holding his own here with some of this battle it's not enough yeah and so he gives the body back over to mark Spector, and the mr knight suit turns into the classic moon knight outfit very cool fucking shot yeah yeah like he just turns around his eyes are glowing i also his eyes are glowing by the way like his eyes are not just glowing like when he's got the suit on but like before the mask comes on him his eyes are again glowing yeah um but i love the glowing eyes in this i mean that's just like that's the thing
2: that we've always wanted to see from batman right that's right here in my notes why can't batman have white eyes like it's really so annoying to see it be done and still batman doesn't have it and it's like look it's easily like clearly it can be done well like clearly and and you can still emote with it because you use the cg to, to make it move a little bit like do it. Give Batman white eyes.
1: Yeah, I mean Spider Man has proven it, and now Moon Knight has doubly proven it that you don't need to see the eyes of the actor to make yeah. it work. And, yeah. and 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 Batman's a character where if he has like the lenses that come over, that would just make sense. It would be it's reasonable. It just seems like yeah. it makes sense to us. Well, he it does actually it makes in
2: Dark Knight, he he has lenses that go over for right. like the last act. And it's like, yeah, do that the whole time. Well, it. it makes more sense than the contact lenses that he wears in in yeah. the Batman.
1: I don't understand why the contact lenses aren't all white. I don't know. I guess the idea is that he's wearing them even before he's put the Batman suit on, so he can't be Bruce Wayne running around in the like shadows with white eyes. Yeah. White eyes—that's yeah. like, like a little too weird. Yeah, but like I, you know, because the the thing that's interesting in the Batman is the contact lenses change his eye color. Yeah, so Batman yeah. has different eye color than Bruce Wayne.
2: Yeah, um, but uh, but and yeah, also I he did, he had to give it to Catwoman. So like I guess yeah, I guess like hey, wear my cowl. <laughs> like, that'd be weird. Just wear my my mask the whole time. That'd be a little weird. I guess that's the functional reason
1: story-wise. But yeah, I mean like that's the thing is the white eyes look so fucking cool here and I just wish that we had more of it. And then um, Mark and the Jackal have a big rooftop
2: chase. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah. Which again, I was like, how come this, how come I don't get to see this kind of thing in a Batman movie? Yeah. Like it's got really good.
1: A lot of times in these things, in these superhero things, either the characters don't have a lot of movement or when they are running across roofs and shit like that they're just all hyper parkour guys. Yeah. Which is hyper- parkour's cool, don't get me wrong, but that isn't what superheroes do. Like superheroes have their own weird way of doing these things and I think yeah. that this show captures it.
2: I agree. I agree.
1: Um like it's it's gymnastic, but it's not like crazy weird gymnastics. Well, except, I, except I, when he the thing when
2: hums. he when he jumps from building to building and it's the shot that was in the trailer and stuff that's really great. Him across the, the moon, th- yeah. Yeah, across the moon. And then there's the the bit where he like does like a little run up and like turn midair kind of thing. And it's like, that's awesome. Like this is what I want to see. I want to see this stuff. Yeah. It's very much comic book
1: action. It's really, really great. Um, yeah. and it doesn't look like it's expensive. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't yeah, know how, I no how, how things are made, but it seems like you can just do that. And there's like, it good seems shots. like they're doing on a moon Knight show. You can do it in a Batman movie. Yeah, you can do it in a Batman movie. <laughs> you know. uh, and it's like, it's, it's like good shots. And it's like, it's like, it's a good chase. And there's some, there's some really good, especially shots of like the jackal over his shoulder, or the two of them running across a rooftop with the big giant moon in the background, like very yeah. evocative, very cool stuff. And it turns out that Spectre is actually not just running away, he is leading the jackal someplace. Yes. He's leading it to a courtyard where he knows that he can trick the jackal into jumping at him and then impale itself on a church spike.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very fucking cool. Yeah, it's fun.
0: That's,
1: that's he also, by the way. He also pulls um, his Moon Knight batarangs out of his chest and uses them in this fight. Another thing that we have to wonder why Batman could not do that in the Batman.
2: Well, in this, they're mystical, so Batman doesn't have magical stuff.
1: But he has the thing in his chest because he uses it to cut the police tape.
2: Yes, yeah, but but like in this, he he takes out like two of them, and clearly, like. They're like magical things. They're not actual things. They're like magic power things.
1: I get it. But they're also metal things that are in the hole in his chest, just like Batman has. And that that he also throws at people like ninja stars, just like Batman does. Yeah. And in the movie The Batman, his bat symbol detaches
2: to be a blade. And you have to wonder why there was no point where he threw that blade at somebody. I don't know. Well, he's also got all those weird little darts on his wrist that he never uses. That's okay, because those don't feel like necessarily like... Iconic Batman. No, but it's weapons. just weird that he's got them and it's like they don't do anything. It's like, well, that's a weird thing to have then. Like, why is that there? If he's not doing anything. I kind of like the idea that Batman's suit is over from a movie going standpoint
1: because they decided that Batman would have all this shit on him all the time. Yeah. Even if he doesn't need it in this movie, he's always going to have this shit on him. Yeah. It's like that thing that I like in those Star Wars books, the Star Wars um, visual encyclopedias where they like point at a guy's belt and they explain to you what that item on the belt yeah. is. I, like, yeah. I love that. So like that Batman has that kind of stuff I think is really cool it,
2: even if he never – I mean he's movies. also got that kind of stuff in the comics but it's always just in his utility belt. And right. Like, they just right, – They don't draw yeah, it. But they don't draw it. But the, like when you get like the uh, DC Universe books and stuff like – you know, and then it goes through everything that's in his utility belt and it's like it overhears his – you know gas- like like his smoke bombs, and then right next to that is like his anti venom stuff, and it's like and here's oh, cool. his here's his bat shark repellent. Yeah, exactly. All that fun stuff. Um. So the jackal is killed.
1: It's impaled and it's killed, and it turns to dust. And when it turns to dust, his um his moonlight arang comes flying out of the jackal and he catches it. I think that's pretty yep. cool. Yeah, it's neat. I really like that quite a bit. Um. And then uh. Steven starts piping up. And they have another big argument. Yes. And Stephen is very upset, wants the body back. And Mark explains to him that uh, – and this is actually a f- follow-up from something that Harrow said. So Harrow began talking to Mark in Steven's head when they were having their, their conversation earlier. And Harrow said to him, did Khonshu tell you this is the last mission, that this is like the last one you can do and then you're free? Is that what he's telling you? Because I've heard that one myself. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening. So Spectre tells Grant that he has to do this for Konshu, that Konshu saved his life. Yeah. And he owes him, and he's in servitude to Konshu. But more than that, he knows that if he stops being Moon Knight, Konshu has already chosen his next candidate, and it's Layla. Yeah, And he doesn't want Layla to have to go through with this no. because he believes that Moon Knight is a male character and also that he probably <laughs> is white or white passing. And that should a black person become Moon Knight, he would also become angry. <laughs> uh, so oh, like, it's
2: just more of that woke
1: Disney. <laughs> oh, great, Conchu, You're so fucking a woke. Woke, woke, Conchu. <laughs> Conchu with his virtue signaling. <laughs> so... Uh, but he doesn't want Layla to become Moon Knight because he knows it's a curse, and yeah. and Khonshu knows that that he knows that it's a curse. Like that's Konshu's using this against him. Is like if you quit, I'm just going to make it be Layla just to fuck with you. Yeah. And so uh, Stephen and Grant, uh, St- Stephen and Spectre have this big argument, and um, Steven's like, I fucking hate you. You're disgusting. You're a monster. And Grant, Spectre uh, Spectre's really mad at him, and is just like, whatever, fuck you. Um, stomps his face him. And then Kanchu shows up, and Kanchu is like, "Hey, listen, you were dead when I found you. Like, like you owe your whole life to me. Like, you don't get to decide what's going on here. I own this body. Like, I brought yeah. it back to life." And he says, "You told me that he was not going to be a problem. This idiot it was not going to be a problem." And Spectre's like, let, "Let let me take care of it." That's the part that makes me wonder how long Grant has existed.
2: I, at least that long, right? At least as long as. Conshu and Mark Spector have been dealing with each other. Is it? Or is this a new development? I don't know. I I would think he's been around for a while. Because
1: that's actually a question that Harrow asks too. Yeah. Harrow says, did Conshu choose you because your mind was broken or because he knew that he could break your mind? Yeah. So that is like sort of the question. In the comics, it's not like clear, right? Because everybody keeps coming in and sort of like rewriting Moon Knight. So there's not like a really – there's like, there's like a current status quo for what his mental stuff is, but there's not like a strong, like history. It's always yeah. different. Yeah, um, He's had different personalities from the beginning, but like what that meant has meant different things under different writers. Yeah. So it's like hard to say what um, exactly is happening here. So Kanchu though says to him, listen, we, uh, so we see the harrow gets the scarab. And he gets it from a homeless guy. It's a very good scene. The homeless guy finds it in the debris of the fight. And Harrow's like, oh, that's mine. He says, I'm sorry, I can't offer you any money, but I can offer you food or clothing. And then he holds the homeless guy's hand after he takes the scarab and he goes, oh, I wish you could see the new world we're about to make. And then the mm-hmm. homeless guy dies. And Leila watches all that happen. Yeah, and then she drives away. She drives away. She's like, oh. She's like, yeah, I hate she's the She's like, oh, Stephen it. Uh, so, uh, so Khan, she's like, we have to get to Ahmet's tomb before they do. And so Spectre's like, well, where well wh- where is it? And Gonshu goes, Where the hell do you think it is? Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is pretty incredible. Like that's the that's the correct answer. What do you think the fucking Egyptian god's tomb is gonna be, buddy? Yeah. Uh and then uh oh, Spectre wakes... up
2: it's in Schomburg, Illinois, dumbass.
1: <laughs> and then so Spectre wakes up in a hotel room with a bottle of booze in his hand. Yeah. And he gets up and he looks out his window. And before he gets to the window, he hears the telltale – when I landed in Israel, the first thing I heard was like Arabic chanting music as you do yeah. when you're in the Middle East. It's the first thing you hear. It's just, it's just, it just permeates it is the it. air. It's not,
2: it's not just m- movie maneuvers?
1: It's just, it's just everywhere. It's just okay. – it's just, it's just, no, it's not.
2: This is, okay. this is the movie thing. Like when you yeah. show up in the Middle
1: East, all of a sudden Middle Eastern music is playing. And he looks out the window and there he sees the the, the, the Great Pyramid. Yeah. And uh, we cut to credits.
0: Yeah.
2: What do you think of this one? It was a good episode. I enjoyed it very much. I'm excited to see where we're going.
1: It's a good episode. I have a, I have a, I have a small concern. What's that? It's only six episodes.
2: Yes, it is. I'd like to move a little bit quicker, but
1: yeah, we're 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 a we're a third of, third it of through, the yeah. and I think that we're still in the first act, kind of. Yeah. Or maybe we're just finishing the first act. I guess if it's six episodes and it's two episodes per act, then maybe that works. I guess, but it does feel like at the end of the second episode, I think I maybe wanted it a little more. I don't know, solidified maybe? Yeah. But I don't I'm I don't I I I don't wanna say that because I also don't know what's gonna happen. And maybe the remaining four episodes, it's gonna be really well paced and really work. But also it's because also I'm afraid it's only one season. Yes. So I kind of don't want the whole season to just be these guys figuring their thing out. Yeah. That's the thing. If, it, if there's never a second season, I kind of would like to have like a couple of episodes of just full on moon Knight business. Yes.
2: Does Although that make I have sense? a theory. I have a theory. What, what's your theory? I've, I've labeled it here the Grendel theory yeah. in that uh, at the end of this season or at some point, uh, Mark Specter will no longer be Moon Knight and Layla will be Moon Knight. Much like how Grendel was Hunter Rose and then it became Christine Sparr and then it became Brian Lee Sung and it continued down through the line to different people.
1: It's funny that this show is introducing the concept of Moon Knight as a legacy hero and Moon Knight is not a legacy
2: hero. It introduces a lot of stuff that Moon Knight's not. Like, he doesn't have super strength in the comics. You know, he doesn't really have any magical powers in the comics. Yeah, he has. Um, Except for like, if he's on the moon, he gets like super strength.
1: So here's the thing: that this is the problem of Moon Knight is that yes, he has had super strength in the past. He has been much like, much like um, the the menstrual cycle. The phases of the moon have in the past determined his level of strength. So like when it was yeah. a full moon, he was like super strong, and that was a thing at one point. That is not currently the thing. Um, he but currently he can have he has visions currently.
2: Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's like a, a healing t- factor, I think, right now.
1: I I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that. But but the, that's the thing about Moon Knight is that there's no specific thing to pull from. So again, he has been super strong. Yeah. But he currently is not. Yeah. And uh, so I don't necessarily know. They're just pulling from whatever they want, more or less, which is smart, I think. Just that's the that's the thing about a character like this who has like I'm looking right now at Wikipedia, there's nine volumes of Moon Knight. Yes. And there's probably
2: like over those nine volumes, probably like less than a hundred comics or something like that. Um, because I don't know how many because they like Marvel does that all the time, where like it goes like issue one, issue two, issue five hundred, issue four. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> like, what just happened? Cause they just count like everything together. And DC does that as well. It's not just a Marvel thing. But. It's not, but th- these,
1: these aren't necessarily like some of these comics just ran for a year. Yeah. And um, I don't know those are like the Marvel thing where they restarted at one or the Marvel thing where this character
2: isn't working. So we're just going to try it again. I mean, Moon Knight, I think it's usually a couple of years in between.
1: Yeah. So like he got, um, he got uh, his uh, own comic that ran from 75 to 84. And then that got canceled and then run. that was a reasonable run. Um, and then it's that got canceled. Months. That ended up being, I think 60 issues. Okay. Um, so it was sorry. like a bi-monthly book. I don't remember. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, volume one was just 38 issues. So, uh, volume Fair two, enough. six issues. And that was from 85 to 98 to 89. Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm sorry. It was six issues over four years. Is that what you just said? No, you know what? Actually, this Wikipedia is counting his time on the West Coast Avengers. Okay. Um, and I was very confused there. Like, that is insane. But, like, it's funny. Like, at one point, he becomes an art gallery guy. Like, there's just, like, so much shit. Like, there's, like, there's, like a, there's another series called Mark Spector Moon Knight that was running when I was in high school. And we were both in high school. Um, and then there's, like, another a Moon Knight couple of volumes. And there's, like, a big gap where there's no Moon Knight comics for, like, six years. But he appears in other comics. Um, like, he's just all over the place. Yeah. And so there's not one thing. So like to say that he doesn't have super super strength in the comics is both correct and incorrect. Cause he has had it in the past, um, but he's never been a legacy character. That's the one thing there's never been a legacy character.
2: And my understanding is there is not, well, that's one. not true. What's that? He's kind of a legacy character in the same way that they turned ghost Rider into a legacy character. And that it's like there were previous moon nights. Just nobody knows about them. Cause he called on them once to fight Dr. Strange. And like all the different versions of Moon Knight from throughout history attack Doctor Strange.
1: Hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. I don't know that much about Moon
2: Knight. I just found that out the other day.
1: And I, you know, I, I made the decision not to do a lot of research specifically because I knew that this show was going to be making up a lot of its own stuff. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's interesting to, that, that that might be the premise that they're going to write Oscar Isaac out of the show at the end. But I can't, yeah. about why? why
2: do that if you don't have to? Because maybe they have to. Maybe he's like, I don't want to do more. I feel like you leave it open-ended, though. I agree. I, like, I don't think you kill Mark Spector. I think you just have him hand it over to somebody else. And then if, if Oscar Isaac wants to come back, you can have him come back. You know, you do it that way.
1: Did you know that um, Luke Cage became the mayor of New York?
2: Recently? Just Just now. Oh, yeah, because the kingpin's retiring. He sailed off into the sunset. Luke Cage is the mayor of I didn't of know New Luke York. Cage became New York mayor, though. I didn't know that.
1: It's crazy that in New York, the like last couple of mayors have been Luke Cage, Kingpin,
2: and J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. I mean, it's very fitting because much like in real life, New York chooses the weirdest and worst people to be its mayor.
1: <laughs> uh but uh, I don't know why I came up with that. I just thought about that right now. I just thinking about characters that have like been like rebooted a million times in Marvel, and Luke Cage is one of those characters. So they just yes. keep trying different things with because like he was like the hero for hire. Then he was like uh, a little social justicey. Then he was like a dad. Now he's the mayor. Um, they're just trying to figure out, you know, yeah, what to do with him. Um, but uh, there's a lot of characters
2: like that in the comics. That's one there of the are fun a lot things of characters.
1: Well, there's a lot of characters that keep trying, they keep throwing them against the wall and trying to figure out how to make them stick.
2: Yeah. Cause there's always creators who like have a soft spot for those characters and like, right. ah, I, I think I can do it. I think I can make them hit. And sometimes it works. Sometimes they do hit. Well, it's funny because this Moon Knight show
1: is going to define Moon Knight for the future. Yes, without doubt. So whatever Moon Knight happens moving forward, it's going to
2: end up being at least partially based on this.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cause I also don't think in the comics that his suit forms around him, right? It's just a, costume he wears right? he puts it on like everybody else it's not a no it's a, yet, yeah it's not a magical costume. that's a creation yeah. for the show
1: as far as far as i know there might have been a time where it was magical though so yeah who I knows, who know, knows. there's been a lot of iterations but yeah i mean that's my only that's my only sort of like quote-unquote complaint is that um i i i would like to get these guys a little more integrated yeah um because i'm done watching them argue yes I think we've got a lot of it, and I, I, I get it, and I appreciate it. I like watching Oscar Isaac argue with himself. He's really good at it. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I'm kind of itching for the superhero stuff to begin really happening. Yeah, I'm ready to see some Mark Spector. That's the thing. I want to see Mark Spector going around being a badass mercenary for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what happened with the show. The episode ends with Mark Spector in charge of the body. Yes. And so maybe that's when I we're switching now to Mark Spector for a bunch of episodes. Yeah, yeah. Because it is funny that Mark Spector is traditionally the central personality. He's the real guy. And these other personalities are, are made up personalities, except that in this show we were introduced to Stephen Grant. And for like a whole generation of people, now Stephen Grant is going to be the main I identity of Moon Knight. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, good show. Good second episode. Ethan Hawk, I think, specifically is terrific in this show. Um, he is playing Harold really, really well, I think. And I think that he is um he is playing him both as like kind and also really scary. Do you think Ethan Hawke specifically chooses
2: roles where he gets to wear like comfy sweaters?
1: That might be the case. Do you know how he got this job supposedly? No. He lives next door to Oscar Isaac and they ran into each other and Oscar Isaac said, hey, do you want to do this TV show with me? (laughs) Really? That's the story that I heard. I don't know how true it is, but that's the story (laughs) that I heard. (laughs) That's weird. It's incredible, isn't it? That's weird. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, He's really good in this, though. Like, he really gets it. Like, he really gets... What's really interesting about Ethan Hawke is that he gets the character, he gets this, the menace, but he also gets the comic bookness of it. Yes. Like, that character is both very subtle, but also feels a little bit broad. Yeah. At the same time. It's kind of yeah. amazing how he does both those things. Yeah, he's very good at it. He's very it's really it. incredible. It's really something else. It's almost like he's a really good actor or something. It is almost like he's a really good actor or something like that. Yeah. All right, that's this episode on... Moon Knight. We did it. We'll be back again yeah. next week with the next episode of Moon Knight. We know nothing about it, so we can't give you like a little preview or whatever. No. Um, we'll be back again in a couple of days with The Bad Batch, our Marvel Studios TV show podcast. And right now, Morbius is up on the Watchmen feed. And we're going to be doing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and our next episode of Watchmen. Okay, in a couple of
2: weeks, I guess, right? I don't even know when it comes out. April know it's 5th. May, right? April, no, it's not April 5th because it's already past April 5th. May 5th. All right. May fifth. There you go. So that's what's gonna be happening. Derek, where can they Cito find de Mayo. You? Where,
1: maybe it's April fourth? May fourth. Um uh Derek, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter at WH underscore You can find me on Twitter at devincf. C F. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week. Until then though, we may be happy. May you may, may May you be happy, <laughs> may you be safe, may you be well, may you be healthy. But most of all, may you remain a true believer. Go get your laundry. Oh, I forgot to hit pause.